This is the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast, where divorce coach Corey Shapiro helps you get creative and not reactive in your divorce. Tune in now to get the support you need to make it through this difficult time. Here's your divorce coach, Corey Shapiro. Welcome back to the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast. I am Corey Shapiro. Today's topic is digital spying. Whoa, can people follow me? Can people check my email? What's going on here? That's what we're talking about today for today's topic. I am a divorce attorney in New York City. I have over two decades of experience uh, dealing with divorces. On this podcast, I act as your divorce coach, not your divorce attorney. I try to give you support, not only emotionally, since divorce can be really challenging, not only with information, so you feel a little bit more secure about what's happening, because sometimes things seem a little topsy-turvy, and also some clarity, especially in my coach's corner. So let's get going with our quote. It's from former Supreme Court Justice Robert Jackson. It goes like this. The matter does not appear to appear to me now as it appears to have appeared to me then. That quote sums up so much about what we do, which is our positions, our beliefs evolve. It changes. It reminds me of a joke, actually, um, with this concept of begin with the end in mind. And it goes like this. There was a businessman on vacation. He goes down to Mexico and he sees a fisherman who had in his boat some really high quality fish. There's a select few fish. And he asked the fisherman, how long does it take you to get those fish? He says, not that long, maybe a half a day. And the businessman's like, well, what do you do for the other half of the day? And the fisherman says, well, I go back to my family. I take a siesta. I read. I'm with my wife, my children. I just relax. And the businessman was not having it. The businessman's like, well, we can really level up this, this uh, business you have. You can make a lot more money. Um, first of all, you need higher production. We can cut out the middleman. We can really get this going. Uh, the fisherman's like, well, how long does this, would this take? Oh, uh, 10, 15 years, the businessman says. And then what happens? The, the fisherman asks. Businessman says, well, that's great. What will happen once we really mature this business is then you could sell it. Uh, and then the fisherman's like, well, what happens then? The businessman was like, then you will make millions. And the fisherman's like, well, then what would I do? Well, then you would be able to spend time with your family. You can relax. You can read. You can be on the beach. You can hang out. You get my point? That fisherman already has all of this. That's what's beginning with the end in mind. And I think what the quote really resonates with me is our positions, our beliefs evolve. But it'd be so much better if we can figure out these beliefs our positions early on so we don't have to spend so much time, energy, and money on a fool's errand. All right, let's get to our question. And how do you ask a question for this podcast, which is a good question? You could go to question.gettingdivorced.org, submit a question uh, by voicemail, and we hope to answer it 
on a future episode of this podcast are questions from Harlow. And it goes like this. My spouse and I are currently in the process of getting a divorce, and we are still residing in the same house, which we both own. He has installed cameras around the house to keep an eye on things. I'm wondering if this is lawful or if it could be considered stalking. Can he just spy on me? Well, Harlow, first of all, I am not a criminal attorney. I do not play one on TV, and I'm not one on this podcast. Uh, That's number one. Two, although I am a divorce attorney, these issues are really state-specific. And I think I'm just going to give you some general information here. And also, I want to answer the question more broadly, not just based on spying um, or surveillance. But on other issues, because divorce does, I mean, spying comes up in so many different ways or, or digital spying comes up in so many different ways. So let's start off with some answers that are pretty black and white. Okay, the first one is spyware. You know, that's where they install something on your devices where they know what you are doing. They know your emails. They know what sites you visit. They basically have a carbon copy of everything you have done. and unbeknownst to you. That's a no-no. That's a no-no. If that happens to you, you could obviously get your devices, get them to some expert to make sure those spyware is removed, or you can go to the court and really hammer the other side because that's not going to fly. That's black and white, a big no-no. So I hope you're not in that situation. Okay. The next one is pretty black and white is these GPS trackers or these air tags, you know, someone drops an air tag in your, in your purse or in your bag, or even sews it into your coat. Um, can they do that? That's again, I think that's more black and white. That's surveillance. That's not acceptable. You don't know about this. This is uh, an invasion of your privacy. One caveat I would say, if you have on that, you know, iPhone, the find me function, and you just left it on, well, then maybe they can find out where you're going. So you have to be cautious of that. Okay. Some more gray areas, and it really gets to your question about cameras. You know, I think it comes down to, first of all, when were they installed? It's unclear from your question when the camera was installed. Was it installed today or 10 years ago? If it's recent and it's sort of in anticipation of a divorce, then I think you have more support that even though you both live together, that shouldn't happen. Okay. On the other hand, if it happened 10 years ago and there was a reason for it, maybe there's a reason for security, then I think it's a balancing issue for the court or for you two to negotiate. Um, for example, maybe cameras outside the home would be acceptable, but in your if you're you know sleeping in separate rooms, you know, can't have a, a, a camera in your room in your private areas. It has to be an expectation of privacy. Um, also, it can't be surveillance if you have young children. Can't be used for that. So I think that's a, a balancing. A, a balancing. But if you don't live together, then I think um, obviously that's a big no-no. And the other thing is access to these video recordings. You should have access. Both parties should have access to the video recordings. Okay. Another big gray area is this unauthorized access to accounts. You know, a lot of time these spouses share passwords, share computers. You know, is it any different of sharing a closet and putting your files in the back of the closet? 
That's sort of what a shared computer is. Or is it a work computer where you have to, but they gave you the password and you used that work computer because that's the only computer you guys had. This is where it gets a little gray. So I think the issue is going to be what was the practice? What was the practice? And um, has that practice changed? Which gets into my coach's corner. And Harlow, let's make things simple for the court. Every time I represent people, I say our job is to make things easy for the court. And I think what the court would like to see, not a guarantee, nothing's perfect, but they want to see a very clear revocation of any prior consent you may have given your spouse to any, you know, accounts you had, passwords you had, any, you know, surveillance they may have, all of that's revoked. I mean, you might even include, and I'm being a little lighthearted here, but even, you know, revoking access to your Netflix account. They shouldn't be able to see what you're watching. So revoke everything you can and make sure they get that email. And if there is a problem later on, at least the court can have a really bright line notice to the other side and hold them accountable. So I hope that helps you, Harlow. And I think I gave you a lot of different things to think about. All right. So next week, we're going to change topics. We're moving from spying to something near and dear to me, which is the area of custody. And specifically, this idea of best interest of children. Does that mean that's a presumption of equal so both parents won't fight that much because if everyone's getting equal, everyone should be sort of happy? Or are we dealing with more nuanced understandings of child development where, especially with younger children, are we believing in attachment theory where maybe one parent should spend more time with a child to create more of a bond? Or is it really just whatever the judge thinks best interest means? We're going to discuss that in our next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. If you're some deep divers and you want to get up to speed on how to be more creative, less reactive, check out our archive. We've been doing this now for three years, and we have a substantial archive of answering questions. So check that out. And if you're just a skimmer, you're just getting your feet wet in this area, then we started a clip section of our YouTube channel, and you can check that out. I am Corey Shapiro. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast with divorce coach Corey Shapiro. Divorce can be a difficult and overwhelming process, but it doesn't have to be. Corey's book, Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind, is here to help you gain clarity, composure, and a strategic mindset. Get it now as an ebook on Amazon or an audiobook on Audible and unlock the power of these resources to make more informed decisions and gain better understanding of the process. This podcast offers general information only. It cannot replace legal advice. If you need tailored advice, contact an attorney licensed to practice in your area. 